Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jojo D, Joe Jr., Joe Sports. We're here now. You know what time it is. This podcast is designed to spread knowledge, teach, and inform the listener and viewer about the positive advancement Virginia athletes born or raised. Uh, we definitely have been giving you everything we can. Um, times have been different, I guess, as I could say, out in the national news, um, as we haven't been able to produce the national news as much. Um, so we'll move forward and give you a sample of the national news today, along with a double interview. Uh, so we just appreciate the time and space that we have within your day. Um, so we'll go ahead and go right into it. Um, obviously, this podcast is sponsored to you by Legacy Sports and the Grind and Pray. So we definitely have been giving you everything we got. Uh, tune in for this great episode. We just got to get you off mute, coach. That's all. Okay, man. There it is. Hey, you told me email, and I'm going off through my email stuff. It should just said Zoom. I could have. <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought I said like the Zoom when I said you. I thought it said Zoom, Zoom password, and Zoom, uh, Zoom. Oh, okay. That's that's on me. Nah, it probably didn't. No problem, man. How's How it going, doing, coach? Going good, man. Going good as well as can be expected. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All this, all these crazy times. Well, welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. You know, I got Joe Dillard on with me, of course, the host. What's up, Joe? What's up, coach? And, uh, right, we can coach. dive right into it, man. It's very, very genuine. So, um, I want to talk to you first about, you know the the core of of VSU's basketball team I mean as as the head coach you know we talked about Joe and I talked about how you're always consistent with your programs um I remember again sitting down with you and uh uh, Calvin Selden a couple years ago um we went to Vincenzo's I think it was you know yes season just chatting it up um we were excited you know Will Vetter was starting there a guy we know uh very well and um we were we were trying to get a sense of what the, the chemistry of your team was. And you were telling us, you know, you had you were telling us about Jay Jack coming in and you know right. and you know, you were telling us about the gel and you said they all have it individually, but when they gel, I'm so excited. You were so excited to see it come together. Well, fast forward a year later, you guys win the the CIAA, right? So right. I just wanna ask you what that was like, seeing that chemistry come together for those core of guys. Yeah, um, you know, it was it, it it was great, man. You know, I knew at the time when we were, you know, having that meal at, at Vincenzio's, uh, that we had a, a good group, you know, a strong group, a group, a group of uh nice mixture of, of, of youth and experience. Right. Um and um, you know, coming into that year, 2017, 18 year, um, we actually won the championship in 2016. And right. we went back in 2017 as defending champs, thinking that we had a good chance of repeating, um, but that didn't work out for us. Um, so, so when we started 17, 18, uh, we started kind of a new kind of group, um, but, but we knew that that group was talented enough. And um, when we recruit, we, 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 we try to get the right people, you know, uh, not just on the court, but off the court. You know, we don't just bring in guys who, you know, just, talented guys that can play. Uh, they have to kind of fit into our program and fit into the type of guys that we bring in, so to speak. So we knew we had a good group of guys and we just had to kind of get them on the court and get them to kind of 
you know, jail and come together, which is a process. You know, it's always a process. But, you know, my assistant coaches as well, you know, I think we do a really good job of just kind of getting guys to buy in. You know what I mean? And uh, these days that's, that's, not, that's not easy at all. But, you know, one of my assistants, Drew Williamson, has been with me since day one. And uh, we were together at Old Dominion a few years back. Uh, but, um, you, know, you know, he's been really good for the program. And uh, we're a pretty good team. Uh, other assistant, Larry Savage, as well. But we do a really good job of getting guys to buy in. Once they buy in, uh, the chemistry part becomes easy, uh, not just on the court, but off the court. Um, you know, so um, we kind of knew coming in that that would be a, a year that we had a chance to do something special and um, ended up being the number one ranked team in the region that year. Uh, although we were, came up short in the tournament, we were the number one ranked team in the region had one of the best seasons in school history, so uh, that, that was enjoyable. Yes, I love that year. And um, I saw that started the whole run of things where you guys were consistently in 20 win seasons, competing constantly for a CIAA championship every year, if not a regular season uh, the division title. And it was just amazing to see that transformation occur so quickly. I want to just yeah. ask, like, I've seen it your whole career. You follow your career, everywhere you've been, there's been a taste of success, okay? And I, I love the opportunity to talk with you now because I just want to give your love in the regards of Granby High School and your success there. So, you know, I know, man, 757, man. So that's the first start. You know, you took it to St. Aug and you were successful there. I appreciate that. Um, I got to see them for more than just a track team as I was a fellow Virginia State track runner. So, you know, okay. that's true. Okay. Um, and I just followed you, man. I loved everywhere you went, your time uh, as bringing Drew on, too. So how is it that you were able to bottle up this success? It's almost, it's almost reiterating what you just said, but I just need to elaborate. Like, is it your energy and practice? Is it the belief? Like, is it a combination of things? How, do they, how does that travel so well with you, man? Uh, you know, I, I think it starts with, uh, starts with my faith, man. You know, I've been blessed to be around some really good people and uh, outstanding players, outstanding administrations, uh, people who kind of supported us and um, just, just just had the opportunity to just have some 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 genuinely, you know, good people around me. Uh, and so that's a blessing. And, you know, recruiting is what it is, man. It's not an exact science. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you hit a double, sometimes you hit a home run, sometimes you strike out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, recruiting is what it is, but... You know, we try to make sure we bring in guys who, again, going to buy into our program. And I think, you know, part of the success is just, uh, it's just work, man. It's just work where, you know, um, you know, you know, we come in and we try to set a culture. Uh, and I think our culture is the number one thing that kind of keeps us going because our culture is what it is and it doesn't change. Um, you know, we try to be, we, 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 we try to be good off the court. And I think what has really helped me in my success is, Building young men off the court kind of translates into our success on the court. Um, you know, we talk a lot of time about manhood and we spend a lot of time, you know, in meetings and discussing, you know, things other than basketball. You know, just being a good man, just, you know, just being productive in life and being respectful and being accountable and, um, you know, just making sure that, that we handle ourselves off the court the right way. And, you know, because if you're responsible and accountable off the court, then 
you'll be responsible and accountable on the court. You know, we can count mm -hmm. on you to set that good pick or we can count on you to get that big rebound or whatever the case may be. And basically just doing whatever your job entails. If your job entails making a good pass, then make that a, the best pass. You know, to set the screen, make that the best screen that's ever been set or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, my success, again, comes from just um, just building the culture. You know, everywhere I've, I've gone, you know, I've, I've, I've had an opportunity to build or be a part of a, a winning culture. And, um, you know, I think winning starts off the court. Absolutely. Uh, but but uh, when we get to the court, uh, we're, you know, we're disciplined. You know, that's the one thing I can always say about our teams. Uh, you know, and, and again, that's another thing that starts off the court. You, know, you can't be disciplined on the court and disciplined off the court. So we spend a lot of time, you know, just, just talking about doing the right thing and doing things the right way. And I think this really helped our success along the way. I love it. Yeah, same. And welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk for the national news segment. Uh, we bring to you Anthony Robinson and Lamont Thomas as we have our trio here. Uh, we just brought you Lonnie Blow from Virginia State University, one very successful man, one very goal-driven man, um, over 200 collegiate wins, just success everywhere, over three conference chips. So I know those rings are heavy on his hand. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring it to you national news. We haven't done it in a while. In a while. We did it on our audio for the first season. Because um, the things going on, I think, is very important. Um, Mine, I'm going to start off with a speech that kind of moved me last night. Glenn Doc Rivers was talking basketball after a game and understood the concept of being a businessman, and it was good. Um, he did the answers. He articulated the game beautifully, as us sports people are. However, when asked about what's going on outside of basketball, he had to pause for a minute and took his mask off and explained how people don't understand what we're really fighting for and what's going on and how hard it is to be a black man. And um, I just really want everybody's viewpoint here on how it felt because like I said, for me, it moved me. I was very moved. I was ready to do a couple of things to be productive, positive, um, impactful, um, continuing. Um, thinking about my paradise. So, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on that, Rob? Uh, I, I, it moved me too because he let everybody know that I'm human. Um, I may be Doc Rivers. You know, I may be, you know, the big time guy you all think I am, but I'm still human. And, these exactly exactly uh so to him it was it was personal it wasn't just something that he talking about um it, it it hit home and i thought that was you know bigger than a ball being dribbled um it was bigger than you know my team name my statue of who i am so he let you know, man, I'm a human being, and I do have real feelings about real things. Absolutely. So what about you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Doc is one of those guys that even when he's coaching, he's always got the passion in it, right? Like, he's always going to let you know how he feels, you know, and 
being that this is so much bigger than basketball, it was only perfect that he drove the point home. Right. That, you know, he is included on this and that, you know, he nor he nor anybody in basketball is, is bigger than the calls going on. So he wanted to make that known and I, I felt like he definitely got his point across for sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Doc Rivers. Salute. Right. My national news. What about <laughs> you, Mont? You go ahead and give it to it. Yeah, man. Um, I was just thinking about the the way that the Washington Mystics, you know, expressed themselves with uh, what was going on and uh, recent events as far as Jacob Blake, you know, don't know, shot in the back seven times um, by police. And um, they took to the, the court with the uh, – the shirts on with the bullet holes in the back of the jerseys. I mean, it even looked real. I mean, they even had the the red red around the circles, and I felt like it was so fitting because in these times when we talk about what's going on for you know um, for black people in America and specifically black men in America, the, the first people that's always on the front line is black women, and they they get it the worst and that's that's the craziest part about it you know um i know you heard the, the quote from malcolm x he says they they have the the hardest time you know in america which is true and and um man speaking of the guy i gotta do a close-up on my, on my shirt man come on man come on man you can keep that yeah yeah man but, um yeah like you know i felt like it was just a great statement from, from them because um you know being right there in, in washington dc and and you know, it's one thing to to express yourself with the words, but to make it a visual, you know, I just felt like it was it was so powerful to do. And so, um, you know, with all all this happening, that really that really resonated with me. You know, women in sports is what I think I get from that, and that's the whole like that's the movement. Like I yeah. mentioned before, with Carrie and, and you know Jamel, it's their show. I love it. Their platform. They're strong beautiful black women leading in sports and they know their stuff. That's passionate stuff. I follow behind them. They're mentors of mine and they're strong black women on a platform. So shout out to them along with like Jalen Rose's wife, Molly, you know, they yeah. are passionate about what they're doing and you have to respect it. But just like Malcolm X said, and you said, you know, they are at the bottom of that, that traditional four of the man, woman, and, and, and uh, bringing race involved with it uh, on top of that. So they have to fight for multiple things before they even get to the front line with us uh, in the long-term battle, you know? So it's just amazing that the Mystics stood up like that in the nation's capital. Um, I love all that what women's doing. Yeah. Uh, Rob, what'd you take from that? Cause that's, and that was that was big, man. Like I, I, I'm going even further. Just the fact that you had the realization, like you said, Mont. You know, so you actually feel it. You know, like like you can feel that. The not just holes. You can see the like the blood, and you know, like you really can feel it. You know that that speaks to the the, the maker of the jerseys. You know that that speaks volumes to them to to bring the realization to real issues that's going on in the mystics with you guys being in the backyard of, of our government um i mean that says says a lot that that's that's thank you i appreciate it you know because 
people watch women basketball too. Mm-hmm. May not be honest with you, but we watch it. Okay, I know I watch it. I have my favorite teams and players as well. So that's big for the for the uh, WNBA man. I'm I, like I said, I applaud them big time. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna change I'm gonna change sports, man. You know, football. You know, I, I'm uh, I was. I was I'm on the both sides of the fence on, on this one. Earl Thomas, um, you know, the Ravens being, you know, they released them, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Um, so I'm like, I can understand why they released them because you can't be out there fighting. But he's passionate. Um, it shows his his in his story, man. His story is is he was hurt in the, 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 you know, the accident, Seattle, trying to get back on the field. I'm actually with a, a Super Bowl contender and bro, that ain't going to cut it, Chuck. That's, that's not going to cut it. So I'm, I, like I said, I'm on the both sides of the fence on this one. Like, do I think it was worth the release? But, um, me personally, nah, I think you should have kept them, man. Like, I, I, I think you keep them. I think you find them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think you find them and, and, and we, you know, we figure it out, man, because you ain't – you're not replacing Earl Thomas. You're not you're not going to find – not right now. So, I mean, that's how I feel. I, I, think, I think you keep them, and I, I think the Ravens – I think you dropped the ball on that one, man. What you think, Mike? That's interesting, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, though. And I only say that because – if anybody who follows Earl Thomas, if you look at his career up until this point, all of his teammates say one thing about him, that he's a good locker room guy, right? Like, so I feel like if that really is true, you know, and his reputation for season, then that's something that, you know, I feel like you can't really hold the one incident against him, especially when you didn't give him a chance to make it right. You know, like you said, he's a passionate guy. He's definitely not the first guy to, to throw punches in practice. Right. I mean, we all know we've seen it. Right. I mean, look at inner squash, inner squad scrimmages. That what? That's that's the breeding grounds for a fight. It happens all the time. You know, y'all, you punish them the way you punish them. You know, you still gotta you know implement the discipline and you you get it right. You know, if if he's a guy that's you know you want on your franchise, I, I feel like you make that known to him the same way he makes it known that he wants to be there. But can't be punching nobody, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all love it. Y'all put me in a corner with that one, and what that means is I have to defend the opposite. And so my That's thought true. is, what do you mean? Like I respect that, me, but, but I, me, I respect that though. You telling me that that was his first time doing something? You telling me that? That $10 million or whatever that signing bonus was ain't strong enough for you to sit down and realize the potential of this franchise and place yourself in a empowerment role to not do things like that despite, yes, I get it, the controversy, I get it, the, the, the preseason, the playing the same guy, seeing the same face, I get it. But you telling me you couldn't swallow the pill on that one, bro? No, I'm Earl Thomas. <laughs> So this is this is what I'm saying. How many guys get to leave 
a winning program to go to another winning program. And then now, let's not lie, somebody reports it, they're not interested. That means they're going to sign them in the next 10 days. Look for Earl Thomas to be signed by the Dallas Cowboys in the next 10 days. Jerry Jones said, don't listen to that reporter. What are you saying? Just wants to talk about it for a while before he does it. Right. Earl Thomas, if he's been cut by the Baltimore Ravens, I'm more than sure he's back at home in Texas. I'm more than sure that he's meeting in Texas. It wouldn't surprise me. Why one bit? We not one bit. Jerry Jones known to Jerry Jones known to <laughs> rehabilitation. Hey, look, man. I'm clearly I don't like it. We're changing logo, but I'm clearly not a cowboy, and we still managed to make them win the national news. That's how relevant they are. We're talking about billion dollar industry names, so the Cowboys are going to make themselves known. Of course. Virginia and Commonwealth Sports Talk. That was your national news, gentlemen. Um, let's go ahead and prepare ourselves for uh, the second part, which we'll bring in you, Anthony Robinson, debut, getting it with Edward Buck Joyner of Hampton University. Oh, little old Joe will be a part of this too. So Commonwealth Sports Talk, bringing it to you like we never left, yo. 2020, we ain't gonna let you get us, bro. Go get them. Let's go. Dang, you talk about um, getting the right guys off the court, you know, for the program and for the school. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about recruiting. Um, you've, you've done it in, you know, various places, brought guys in from, you know, from different spots. And I wanted to ask you, is there a spot locally um, for you, whether that be the 757 area, you know, gotten some guys from Maryland and a little bit up north. Um, is there a spot for you that that you feel that is very, I don't know, if it's special to you or in a way that you find these, these young men that are groomed and ready, you know, not just by coaches at basketball, but also, you know, in the regular family life that, that you look at and a lot of times you, you feel like, okay, I can find a VSU guy here. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a very good question. You know, uh, you know, but as far as areas go, um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, coaching in the 757 in high school and, uh, you know, coaching in, uh, as assistant at Maury and moving on to Granby High School and the state championship there. And uh, from there, getting to the college uh, scene, you know, over at Hampton University and, and coaching at Old Dominion in Norfolk State. You know, obviously, my ties to the Tidewater area, you know, run, run deep. Uh, so, you know, I'm familiar with all the players in the area, familiar with all the coaches, and probably coached a lot of the coaches in the area uh, back when they were in high school, uh, <laughs> things like that. So, um, but, but as far as areas, uh, the Northern Virginia area is, is another area that's a hotbed for, for hoops, man, and uh, North Carolina area is another area that's a hotbed. And if you look at, you look at players, man, players are everywhere, man, and uh, sometimes you got to, you know, search under a rock and, you know, not pass up any opportunities. Uh, but I think, I think one of the things that's really helped us is, has been our success. You know, our success and uh, you know, our, our beautiful campus and a lot of the things we've got going on in our university. And, you know, a lot of people want to be a part of that. And, and, and I think that's, that's one of the things that's really helped us. But uh, as far as areas go, I think, you know, a lot of times as college coaches, uh, we, we tend to, to, to kind of lean on coaches uh, because – because some kids you get, if they've played for certain coaches, they're fundamentally sound. 
and, and they're kind of ahead of the game a little bit. And, and again, coming in out of high school, still going to be a different level, still going to be a faster game, you know, more physical game, things like that. But the fundamentals are there, and they've and they've built some things into their game that are that are that are kind of basic, and you know, you don't have to necessarily teach that. Uh, sometimes you may have to kind of remind them of those things, but you can tell who played for a really good coach or who listened. <laughs> and you can tell who played for a coach. They kind of just uh, let them play, so to speak. Um, now, you know, I, I think, you know, as coaches, you know, sometimes uh, I think coaches are, are, are guilty of not coaching their best players or their better players. And what I mean by that is, you know, coaching them, coaching. You know what I mean? They look at their talent and, you know, how, how, how talented they are and what they mean to the team and things that they can do. And they tend to not want to upset them or anything like that. But kids want to be coached, man. Kids, yeah. they want that discipline. They want to be coached. They want to be coached hard. They, they want to learn. Uh, they appreciate it in the long run. But, uh, you know, just getting those kids from not necessarily areas, but different coaches uh, who, who've kind of, you know, been hard on them, who've kind of coached them up and, 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 and kind of, you know, pushed them, pushed them to greatness. And, and so when, when we get those kind of kids and, you know, I recruited some of them, and the coaches said, uh, hey, coach, you have kids. You can coach them hard. You can coach them hard. And that means a lot. You know, because a lot of times the coach won't tell you that. Yeah. You get, get in, and you start coaching them hard. You break. It's not going to work. You got to find a different approach. Way. You know, But it helps to know that ahead of time. Because if he says, hey, you can coach them hard, you know, that means a lot on that kid's resume. Absolutely. Essential. Coach, so uh, I want to go back to the Virginia State campus experience um, as I'm a fellow graduate. Take me in that transition from Daniel Jim to where you're at now and how uh, that has been a good recruiting tool, how the success goes along with it. Like, has the time and felt very well blessed to have all that come together? And it's like you're showing the progression, you're showing the work, and it's coming to fruition as a whole. Like, the whole program is, is getting the opportunity to I mean, we're talking about we played Duke, correct? And you see how I say yeah. we. You see how I say we. It's we. It's we. <laughs> we played Duke. And so that's the stepping stones just to show how much we're getting acknowledged. And that, that comes from you and the, the, the foundation you're laying. So uh, talk to me about that transition from seeing it all just blow up right there in front of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, I, I, I look back on it and I, I don't think people realize um, actually what we've done in a really short period of time. But, um, you know, when I was hired at Virginia State, um, and they brought me in, they, they brought me in and, and gave me a contract and said, okay, uh, we're in the process of moving into a new facility, you know, a big time, gorgeous facility, state of the arts. Uh, so we want you to kind of we'll give you a couple of years to kind of get the program together. And then, once you get, you know, the program on some good footing, we can move into the new facility and, and, and hopefully take off and be good, you know, really good from there. Absolutely. Um, so uh, coming in and playing in Daniel's gym, man, uh, it was great, man. It was great. The atmosphere and the people you know, man. I love people, it. The balcony upstairs. I love it. That's where I first sat at, too, the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been recording for you and turning in tape. <laughs> That's right. That's the band up in the corner and everything, man. Just, a, just a tremendous atmosphere. So, you know, really enjoyed that, man. Our first couple of years there, and um, you know, it, it, it ended up that you know, coming in, you know, we 
we had to kind of change things. And when, you, when you're trying to build a program, first thing you got to try to do is change the culture. And, you know, sometimes when you're changing the culture, you got to change the people. And, and, uh, and I think we, we did that our first year and kind of start getting it going our second year there, which was pretty quick. But, um, you know, I could see that we were kind of turning in the right direction. And, you know, our third year, we ended up uh, having just an outstanding team and, and, and ended up winning the championship that year before mm -hmm. we moved into the MPC. And so that was important. You know, that was important really? because, you know, a lot of people say, you know, hey, man, you guys ought to be good. You guys ought to win. Look at that facility that you have. No, no, no. We won the championship our last year in Daniel's gym. So don't get this twisted and yep. think we're only winning because, <laughs> because of the facility. So that was great to win our last year in Daniel's um, and then move into the, to, to the MPC, man. And, and just, you know, I, I, I can remember watching the MPC being built. Uh, our staff would go over there from time to time as a group and they'd give us a little tour and, you know, just knowing where our offices would be and where the practice gym and the weight room and our, our locker room, just watching it kind of come together, man. It was just like a, like a, like a child growing up or something, man. Tell great. me about it. it Tell me about it, man. And then the final, you know, the final picture, man, just walking in there and, you know, you can come in there on a game night, man, when we're playing somebody, you know, rivalry type game or a buoy or union or somebody. When the place is, you know, packed in there, you just kind of look around and go, man, this is a big time atmosphere. Uh, and it's a blessing, you know, to be, to be, you know, at an institution like this where, you know, everybody doesn't have this. You know, every, every school doesn't have these type of opportunities and facilities the things that we have on our campus. So I try to instill upon our young guys to, 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 to appreciate it, man. Look back on it and appreciate it. And don't get caught up in the, you know, the day-to-day -day while you're here, you know, just going through it, going through it, going through it. And then you look back and four years are up, you've graduated, and, and you have a certain place in your heart for Virginia State. But at the time you were going through it, you was just going through it. So sometimes sit back and just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. Look around yourself. Look around your locker room. You know, we're on them all the time about, hey, man, keep this locker room neat. Hey, everybody don't have a locker room like this. They don't have a player's lounge in the back of the locker room where they can go watch TV and things like that. And, um, you know, just appreciate it, man. Appreciate it and kind of embrace the moment. And um, just be thankful. Be thankful and be, and be gracious about all the things that we have. Hail State. Hail State. For sure, Hell State. Yes, sir. Um, and you talked about, you know, the culture building, you know, the multi-purpose center. And, and um, I think that's big. I mean, I can attest that I covered a, the homecoming game that year. You know, um, man, it was, it was so packed. And being on the floor, uh, it's so funny. Like, I, I still have – I think I got this clip of the band playing. And it was, it was so – so loud and it was so it was so genuine man that I, I saved the clip so now it's a part of like my like in my my music history so it's funny I could be driving in the car and playing my music on shuffle and that clip of the band oh wow yeah, and it puts yeah. me right back in multi-purpose center all over again like, so, <laughs> that's good stuff man yeah stuff. yeah but um speaking of the culture you know with all the stuff going on you know yeah. as far as you know the civil unrest and you know, we got COVID going on all at the same yeah. time. Um, I know you still keep in touch with a lot of guys on the team. 
Uh, I just want to ask you, what as a leader of these young men, what are, what are those conversations like sometimes nowadays? Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely living in, you know, some difficult times right now. And, um, you know, young people have kind of, you know, this whole thing has kind of throw, thrown everything, you know, for a loop and everything's different. And, you know, a whole new normalcy, our, our, our normal day-to-day chores and routines have, have obviously changed a lot. And, um, you know, just all the downtime for the young people who are used to having sports, they're used to having basketball, they're used to having that as their outlet, um, you know, and um, not having that, it's tough. It's really tough, you know. We, what we try to do is, is, is we try to give them a platform to kind of vent. You know, I always want to know how they feel and how they're feeling about things and, and just want to know how they're going about their day-to-day. You know, we're taking classes online. You know, we're making sure that they stay up academically with their classes. But um, a lot of times, just their mental health, you know, just how they're doing, um, you know, watching all the, uh, you know, the civil unrest in the country and all the injustices and, you know, the police brutality and, you know, just to see that and see the things that are happening to black men, you know, right on camera, right in front of our face. And, you know, a lot of these things are going unpunished and, 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 and uncharged. And to see that, and I'm sure you guys feel it yourself, man, as a black man, you felt it all your life. But, um, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough for these, for these young guys to see that stuff happening right in front of their face and wondering, you know, what's going on? You know, so we just try to make sure that, that, that we kind of keep, keep an open platform for them to dialogue to us, how they're feeling and how they're really feeling, not just over the top, you know, I'm going to say something, just say it, you know, talk to them one-on-one. You know, one-on-one, you'll get them to, you know, get some of those feelings. But on a Zoom call, everybody on a Zoom call, you know, they're going to they're gonna play the macho. You know, they, they get too deep, but that's fine. I understand that when you talk to them one-on-one, you just want to make sure they're okay. You know, you want to make sure they're okay and, and try to, you know, stress upon them, hey, man, just hang in there and understand that tough times don't last, tough people do. So we got to make sure we, we stay strong and we stay tough, you know, not just physically working out and things like that, but that mental part, man. So we try to incorporate some basketball in it. You know, we try to get our guys on and watch some film, you know, not just film of our past teams, but film of, of, of college teams and that, that play the way we want to play or play the style that we want to play and things like that, just to kind of keep that basketball in there. That's why I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It gives me an opportunity to talk basketball and talk about our program and things like that. So we just got to continue to do that, man, and continue to, to keep striving forward, man, you know, to be positive and have a, you know, positive attitude about everything. And again, this too shall pass. But, uh, you know, we just got to make sure we keep our guys straight, man. Just got to keep them straight mentally, physically, and spiritually. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to go a little deeper in because I'm all about the accolades, um, as I've done with all my guests and 20th men's head coach in Virginia State history, um, Virginia Wesleyan Hall of Famer. Talk to me about that, man. See how I got that giggle, Mark? I'm going to tell you about this one. What kind of ball player were you? That's my first question. It's a tough question. What kind of ball player were you? Um, describe yourself as a ball player so I could further understand this Virginia Wesleyan Hall of Fame, please. Wow, that's pretty good, man. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, good, man. I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn, man. I kind of let other people do it to remember. <laughs> but uh, I was a really good player, man. I was, uh, you know, I was scouting. 
I was a kid who kind of started basketball out of necessity. You know, basketball became a love for me at a very young age uh, because I was poor and I gravitated toward basketball, or sports in general, because I didn't have anything else. But um, I could, you know, I was athletic. I was quick. I could shoot it. You know, um, I could defend. I could do a lot of different things on the court. But I will tell you, I'm known for uh, probably being one of the best you can land. If you talk to anybody that watched me play or played against me, they'll I, I run into them now, and the first thing they'll say is, hey, man, can you still shoot like that? <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, if, if there was a three-pointer when I played, no one would ever probably be able to match because most of my shots were from behind the line and I would have added another point to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Coach, I just want That's you to know that I did that research and I was going to say that if you didn't say it. So I'm so glad you just brought that up right there. You just <laughs> Man, you know, the way the second part to the question, which is amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, being a leading scorer, how many more points were you going to score if there was a line? That was my questioning. Yeah. Right yeah. there. I loved it. Yeah. I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing ball player. Amazing ball player. I had to give you your credit, Coach, yeah. because – I appreciate that, man. Always. But, you know, but you know, the older – the game. Yeah. The older we get, the better we were now. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like wine. We put our game in a bottle and we, you know, find wine. We carry it around with us every year. Hey, I did don't know. I did don't. It's true. I expand that to all types of heights. Yeah, somebody was underneath me one time. Go find it. Awesome, man. Appreciate you, Joe. No problem, man. So, like, yeah, we appreciate you. For sure. For sure, Coach Bo. Definitely, you know, the, the epitome of, of what this show is, you know, we we do what we do do our research. You know, we always get you know some some real good guys on here, and, and um, you know that's that's nothing short, you know, of, of you being a guest right. on here. So we appreciate. It. Joe, you got anything else for him, man? No, nothing, man. You guys are doing a heck of a job, man. I appreciate what you guys are doing, man, and I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Good luck to you in the future, and stay safe out there, L State. L State, eighteen eighty two, man. Keep moving, coach. Will do, my man. No problem. And that's Lonnie Blow of Virginia State University. And thank you for joining Commonwealth Sports Talk. Appreciate it, my man. Be safe. Right. Can't get no better, man. Ah, that, that's gold. This ain't even that's over time because it could be. And, you know, but I don't even know how it's going to squeeze in. It has to be like red quick. Yeah, right. What you got? Uh, that's my, that's my guy, bro. For, I know. For sure. like, he's, he's always gonna give it to you straight, man. And you know, you, you gotta appreciate somebody like that. Like even even if he doesn't agree with you, you know what I'm saying? He's he's a genuine guy. He's the perfect guy for that job. Uh, the first the first time I met him, man, I, I was right there in, in the in the new facility. But he's he's just he's so genuine, man. He's a he's a good guy, and he's he's always gonna give it to you straight. So that's somebody you can depend on. I love it. I took so many notes; it was ridiculous. I couldn't keep still. <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to write an article on this. Yeah, that's that's how I told him. That's how I'm transitioning. So it's gonna be smooth sailing, and I love it. Yeah, yeah it. it just got out, and it went back to the two screen. Did you get that? Yeah. It's different, yo. Life's different now, buddy. 